From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 542. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Storyworth, and Uni Pizza Ovens. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hey, Mike Hurley, how are you? I'm good. I was just looking. Uh, this is my mm-hmm. first podcast since November 21st. Wow. On on any show? On any show. Just, I have not recorded really? anything since the 21st of November. Yeah. How does it feel? Do you remember which buttons to push? And- no idea. Do you remember how to talk? We'll find out <laughs> over the course of yeah. this episode. Okay. Well, uh, welcome back. Um, we've held down the fort. Um, I've had a little bit of help holding down the fort. Yep. Um, here recently with our gift guide episode. Great you episode. Were, uh, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, Anna was Didn't always Didn't appreciate wonderful. the cyberbullying, mm-hmm. but you know, that just happens sometimes, I suppose. You submitted your answers Did I? to the gift guide segments. Yes. Well, I have some corrections. That I would like <laughs> to make. Are you sure? I you you, you forwarded those to me in a document. This Mike, is lies. Edited the document. This is lies. This is absolutely. So I lies. don't like. Are you taking back what you said? Yeah. So okay. I I wouldn't have gone with the Montegrappatut and Kamun. <laughs> you sure? You I'm sure? sure. I would have chosen a, a Mark a Mark one. That's what I would okay. have gone with uh, Mark one was on the list. I couldn't quite work that one in. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have gone with the um, that what ink you went with Fugaki for me, right? Yeah, come on. I wouldn't have chosen that one. I would have mm. gone with one of the pilot inks. I don't remember the number off the that top of is, my head. It's the gray one, which is you mean the, the sailor, the, the sailor. Yeah, the sailor one would like it's got like the gray one with the pink and the green in it. I would have picked that one. I don't remember know. which one I mean, that is. Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do. It's a great color, but like. So I mean, you were gone for for two weeks, and uh-huh. like now you're just spouting all this nonsense. Uh-huh. I, I, I would have picked the Sinclair, even though I don't own one, because <laughs> um, I still love my old Sinclair. So you would have got that one right, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you are correct. Both of you are correct. I would have picked uh, the theme system journal in every category that it could have applied in. <laughs> so you got that right at least. <laughs> I told Anna I was going to do this, and I was just like, I'm just going to do this. And like, I don't even care. It's so like, I'll tell you because... how I knew this happened. I hadn't <laughs> listened to the episode yet because it was being edited, but you sent me the links, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was adding the URLs to the CMS, and I worked out <laughs> what you'd done. <laughs> just by it was when I saw the Tutankhamun, I was like, hang on a minute. And then I started looking through it. I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself on that one. Very funny. <laughs> I love you, Mike. Hey, it's 541 episodes, which I misspoke last week, that we can still have this much fun talking about pens. I mean, that I was think cut that says out. a lot. Jim, Jim tidied that up. No one will know <laughs> okay, about your good. mistake until now. Yeah, it was brutal. This is, this is what Brad does when he has to be in charge for a week at a time. I, because when I start recording things out of order, I just look at my Ulysses note files. Like each podcast has a note mm-hmm. in there. Um, so I would just picked up. Okay, so the last episode I recorded was five hundred thirty-nine, right? So I just called this one five forty, even though I was we had already recorded five forty. You did it I'm, today. So at the top of our document today is yep. episode five forty-one, and I've just changed it to five forty-two, mm. which is the correct episode number. Well, I had the doc title correct. I didn't have the internal title correct. So, <laughs> welcome back, Mike. To Brad's <laughs> Brad screws up everything. How was your vacation? <laughs> it was perfect. Wonderful vacation, but uh, rip roaring, ready to go for the rest of the episode. There's some great stuff in today's show. 
yeah, this is a this is a a, a very standard issue pen addict show. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of turned up to eleven with some of the topics we're going to talk about. Just um, we're going to talk about a lot of new topics. You know, when all it takes is for one of us to go away for a week to have a bunch of new releases or new, you know, just fun stationary news, mm-hmm. right? And I can't think of anything better to lead off with than the shown design monarch nib mike mm. had you seen any teasers of this probably not you've actually been kind of gone um a little bit and i don't think we've spoken about it specifically before so give me your initial thoughts when you were when you were checking this out if you had seen it before what do you think about it i hadn't seen it before but i read the um blog post that mm-hmm. was on the shown design website that Ian put together and I would say that I am curiously, cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. about this product. Because this is... So, Shown Design have designed and manufactured a nib of their own, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of the situation here. The whole nib unit, including the feed, everything. This is a very complicated thing to do and get right. So, like... I am very intrigued to mm-hmm. know about the performance of this product and the reliability of it. I'm, I'm, if there's anyone that could do it, Ian could do it, but I still remain like intrigued about it. Yeah. So having talked to Ian, obviously for years and years, uh, probably well on a decade at this point, he is always wanted to make his own nib once mm-hmm. he started making fountain pens he's always said like the dream scenario is i'll make my own nibs right it's the ultimate design challenge yeah yeah and i think for a time he was testing out and trying to make essentially a stamped nib right something that comes off a flat sheet and you turn it into a traditional nib shape right and like I, I don't know all the ins and outs of the the pros and cons and the the good parts and the bad parts of trying to make that, and he until he ended up you know scrapping that idea. This is like literally years in the making. He scrapped right, that idea, right. and now we're on to this is this is what comes out. And he showed this to me in, at the San Francisco Pen Show, and I got to um, test around a, like a very early prototype. And like, it's, it's just like so cool. Like these tubular nibs are great. And you've seen manufacturers make a tubular nib before, but not a fully integrated nib Can unit. You, what like is a tu- what's tubular? What does that mean? So circular round. So a uh, Visconti Typhoon, ah. if we'll look, I didn't put it in, in the show notes. So if you go look at a pen called the Visconti Typhoon and you will see essentially a circular I'm now, tubular nib. Now you're saying that like, I've been looking at this picture today and I'm like, what it, like what is it about this that doesn't look normal? Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's that the nib unit forms a circle around the body and like is curved, right? Like that. Right. Yeah, okay. So even the Visconti that we'll reference in the show notes is still more of a bent or formed nib material. This is a drilled nib from a singular rod of of metal mm-hmm. or you know a single singular piece of metal which is completely different completely unique and i it's kind of breaks my brain a little bit even getting to test this in in person i yeah seeing him come up with this and yep. knowing the years that have of work that have led into this i know he's excited i'm excited to see uh this final version in person 
Um, it, I mean, obviously visually it's stunning, right? Like it's just not something you see um, done a lot. And, you know, technically we'll see, right? Like he's not going to put something out unless he feels like technically competent in the, in the performance of it. Right. So we'll have to get this in hand, see how it is. Um, it's a, it's a titanium uh, barrel, uh, excuse me, a titanium uh, material nib. Thoughts on titanium? As the choice, it's great because I, I think there is with the titanium, you get a little bit of give, but the way that this nib is designed to have these thick walls, it's going to be a very firm nib, mm. which you know that I prefer. Like, this mm-hmm. is my preference. And again, like, I'll, let me just jump completely, um, you know, off topic right here. This is not going to be for everybody, right? This is not a universal nib no. application that you're no. just going to start finding in fountain mm-hmm. pens. And, hey, this is this is like a new standard. Like, this is a very unique, um, almost like bespoke couture type of situation nib, which are the things that I always talk about wanting to see from these manufacturers, right? Like he is putting a lot on the line to create something like this. And I like fully support that, Yeah, you know, getting it in hand and testing out. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm 100% getting one of these right. Whenever they become available, we don't know availability and we don't know price yet. So this is just the, um, essentially the, the notification of launch coming soon and the details behind it. And kind of all the specs and, you know, what you can expect from the nib, you know, as far as what the tipping looks like, right? It's a singular tipping design. It's not a traditional tipping like you would find on a fountain pen. It essentially has to come to a point. And I I can't wrap my head around how this is manufactured by a machine even, you know, even though machines make all kinds of complex parts. But, you know, just the slit in, for the tines as part of this whole thing, I, I don't understand it um, in, in, in the best way possible. Like it's, it's really cool. And uh, I, I can't wait to get my hands on one. Um, I will be in line whenever they, whenever they come up, um, no matter the cost, I imagine it's going to be very expensive, right? Um, this is not a cheap product to make the, work that went into the years of work going into this <laughs> um and the in the final getting to this final version i'm sure it's going to be very expensive but i like i'm in like i'm going to get one and they fit into yovo like threadings into that's other smart. pens that, like that was you a can smart choice yeah yeah so you just do ha- you can buy this nib and put it into like an existing pen that you have uh, be it a shown pen or any other pen that takes yovo fittings but like yeah the i am anxious to try this yeah right um no matter the cost and just to get we don't get new technology very often in our little world mm-hmm. right we might get some weird filling system or some unique material right the, the, the materials have been on a big run you know with the machine plastics here the last three four years mm-hmm you know, that's been a, like a new technology, if you will, for like technology is a little bit of a stretch for a word. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So getting something new like this to test out, I'm in. Like I want to support this type of creativity in our industry. And yeah, I, I, I'm completely excited and I'm, I'm thrilled for Ian to get to this point because I know how hard it's been and I know how long it's taken him. And for him to put, for knowing Ian like I do, for him to put a product on the market 
means he's super proud of it. Like he just doesn't throw stuff up there. I mean, no one does, you know, I mean, I think we would all say that we don't do that, but like, I, I know my expectations are high for this because I know how Ian makes products, right? Um, it's his own fault <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I know he's going to deliver the goods because he always has. So yeah, I, I can't wait. So we'll have more on this whenever I'm able to order one and uh, get one to test out. So I just wanted to bring this up because it, it's, it's been a topic here in the last couple of weeks while we haven't talked. And I'm actually kind of glad we waited a little bit because he just came out with this post like a day or two ago or, or a few days ago to um, kind of lay out all the details of the Monarch nib and uh, yeah, I'm ready. Give it to me. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Very intrigued. Yeah. Like I said, like this is not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this is the kind of things like I want to see, um, like in, in our, uh, in our little world. So I like, you know what you said about the couture-ness of it? I I like the idea of that. Cause like, as you say, I I, just naturally, this product is not going to be for everyone. Titanium is odd and interesting. You know, I've only ever used one titanium nib with any frequency. It was like very squeaky, but I loved the feeling of it, but it was peculiar in its own way. Yeah, this is not going to feel like any titanium nib you've ever used. No, no. Like, I, I don't yeah. think it will. My point is, like, I have no doubt that this is going to have its own interesting uh, quirks and features. And I, I, like, you want more products like that? Like, this is... Mm-hmm. The fountain pen hobby is, like, so particular, right? Like, we want the certain shape that we want, the certain filling system that we want, the material, mm-hmm. the... But, but w- there's so few nib choices. Mm-hmm. I want there to be more particular nib choices that people can make, um, even if it's aftermarket. Right. Like, even though, like, I still, to a degree, even though I'm not new to fountain pens by no stretch of the imagination, I'm not, like, the most experienced, and I never will be. But now I'm at the point where if I'm buying a pen, I have to do something to the nib usually to where it's not a stock nib. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why... We talk about nib grinds so much and have a bunch of uh, nib grinder friends because we can get these customizations and these changes. And, oh, someone came up with something new or, oh, someone reimagined, you know, a traditional shape. And, like, what are these things? Like, that's what gets me going is how can I make different lines on my page and uh, not as much of, hey, great, it's another medium gold nib. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's cool. It's like I've, I've got five. Like, I'm covered, mm-hmm. right? And let's let's try something else. And Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I want people to keep trying, right? This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by StoryWorth. If you're spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories. There's going to be some that you love to hear, some that you've maybe heard one too many times. But have you ever wondered what it would be like to actually document these timeless stories? It can be incredibly challenging for you or someone to write an entire book of life memories, but StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. This is how anyone can write a book about their life. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you can pick from their collection. Like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or what is the farthest you've ever traveled? And all they have to do is reply of a story. Then, after a year, StoryWorth compiles all your loved one's stories, memories, and even photos into a keepsake book. Millions of stories have already been told to StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. You can get started with your loved one for the holidays, and before you know it, you'll both be able to reflect on those timeless stories for generations to come. 
I think Storyworth has an incredibly fantastic way of helping to draw out stories I had never heard from before from my family. I think this is a really amazing gift idea for someone in your life. It is a way to continue to build the history of your family that can be kept and passed on. I'm also really excited about the idea of having a book that can be passed along in my family. It's something I'll be keeping as an important item in my bookcase at home, ready to be shared with those that I care about. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash penaddict and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash penaddict to save $10 on your first purchase. That is storyworth.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to StoryWorth for their support of this show and all of Real AFM. So take everything I just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about Ian and the monarch nib and the things I want to see and keep that in the back of your mind as I, as I get ready to discuss the pilot custom 74 30th anniversary pin. Okay. So if y'all aren't following food, a fan Jacob and uh, also uh, CY over at uh, Tokyo inklings, Tokyo station pins and food, a fan we'll have a link in the show notes, to all their stuff. Y'all should be following them because Jacob always gets, always has like the, the quick links on the uh, Japanese releases and see, uh, that's where I see most of my Japanese pin information first. So of course, when he posts a link to, Hey, look, pilot has made a custom 74 30th anniversary edition. I was like, Whoa, I like, I didn't expect that. Number one, number two, like it's one of my favorite pins ever. And like, okay, this is going to be cool. And then I went and looked at it and I was like, okay, what's going on here? So it's like a black, it's like a black finish, a black cap and black finial custom 74 with the same color translucent barrel. So you can pick, you know, blue, teal or orange. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, why don't the other barrels have the cap on it? I was like, oh, it's like a swappable barrel, right? They give you the, the singular nib unit and then they give you three barrels and then like one cap. And I was like, I, I cool. Like I love like the customization things, right? Like if I can mix and match and make my own pen, like that's what I want to do. Like I like having that choice. So pilot is saying, Hey, we're going to give you this little kit of the pilot custom 74. And we're going to give you like one nib. You can pick out the nib size you want. And we'll have more on that in a minute. Cause they're introducing a new nib in this, which is cool. Um, and then give you like three barrels for like whatever your whatever your mood is. You can use the blue translucent or the teal translucent or the orange translucent. I was like and, blue and teal is like fun. Yeah. Like, is there not like another color? Like anyway. Well, here's the problem. They call this, it like turquoise green. Just so, okay. You know. Yeah. So it, it, that's the one I have. I like the one I use. I have actually I have the orange and the turquoise green, and then I have the same blue color in a custom 92 and that's the problem i i have with this in in a vacuum i think this product's cool yeah. it's actually priced very well for what they give you right it it's a little different style of custom 74 which i'm down with right with the black cap and the black end caps and finials right i'm down with that a little you know different you know cap band logo and they give you a bottle of ink, which I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to that in a minute as well. And it's all uh, thirty thousand eight hundred yen, which translates to like two hundred twenty five dollars. And like the normal custom seventy four is like one hundred sixty five bucks. I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty good, right? That's not like a five hundred dollars set of pins. I was like, yeah, this is great. But I, and then and then Brad shows up. <laughs> 
And as like, I literally, I really like this product and I don't want to give it too much of a hard time because I've give pilot a, a really hard time on some of their limited editions. It's just one of those. It just feels like we have all these parts laying around and let's do something for this 30th an anniversary edition with yeah. just like from the parts bin. And I just can't help but feel a little bit disappointed in that to where I'm getting the same color barrels that already exist and just getting a black cap on it. And it doesn't make me feel special for a special edition, right? Give me the, make a singular new color, charge me more for it. Call it the 30th anniversary edition, even make the black cap edition. I don't care. And make it with a pink barrel, whatever it's, it's, it falls a little bit flat because it's just using parts of other pins that they already have the 74 barrel and the different black caps and black finials that they already have in use for all these other um, pins that exist. Like it doesn't stand out enough, even though I love it. I love the idea of it. The price is awesome. And they have um, this new nib option. It's called the S nib, the signature nib. I guess the idea is that it's, you know, kind of like a writing, like a cursive writing nib. It's, I wouldn't call it a stub nib. It's a very rounded, large tip. Um, it's something I will have to test out, but it looks like a big, Maybe it's it just looks like signing things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally, I think yeah. that's kind of like the, the idea about it. You lose a little bit in the translation, right? So like they, you know, they talk about it and it doesn't really, um, tell you much so i don't know like i literally love this product and also feel extremely disappointed in it right it's a weird thing as a huge pilot fan to and a huge custom 74 fan to see this and just go like what are you trying to tell me here like i like the option but i already have these options from you pilot like if i'm a pilot fan this is not going to be my first pilot pen, so I probably have something like this already. Yeah. And then, I mean, limited color ink, anniversary blue. I mean, is this not the stock? I am so flummoxed by it's some of these not choices. It's blue if you put the word anniversary on the <laughs> Is it, though? I, like, what color is this Is it if it isn't pilot blue? It's anniversary I, I, blue. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Come on. It's it's anniversary blue. You can't spot anniversary blue when you see it? So like like I when I saw this, I was like, yes. And then I was immediately no. Then I was like, okay, maybe. And like I, I just don't know how to feel about this. Like it's it's cool. Like I'm down with this. I like the new nib. I like the price point. Um, but I also really <laughs> like what is Pilot telling me here? And that's where that's where I get lost in my own mind. It was like, this is what you came up with, mm. right? This is what you sat down and had the opportunity to make something cool for the 30th anniversary. And you decided to go to the parts bin. Uh, that, uh, that's, that's kind of the end here. So I, I, I just have high expectations for some of these companies. Pilot um, is at the top of that list. Right, because the just the opportunity is there. Yeah, the opportunity is really it's there great, to move uh, the needle. I think this is a great idea, right? One pen, a bunch of like bodies to 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 customize it with. Yep. But you said they just they picked the wrong colors. Like they should have done something a little bit more special than this. Yeah, give me three new barrel colors, and or you know 
so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a choice that they made that it just seems just like really really obvious that they didn't put any time into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that and that's all. Like should I expect more? Maybe is that unfair of me? I don't maybe. But as someone who is a super fan and like raves about the 74 and has it, like I have no interest in purchasing in this while I do think it's a great product at the same time, right? So it's just weird. It's it, They put me in a weird spot, Pilot. I don't like that. I don't like when you put me in weird spots. I want to tell you I love you unconditionally. And well, this one has conditions, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one has conditions. And that's before we get into the price increases. Uh-oh. It's price increase season, Mike. Ooh, it is right. price increase season. So end of, end of the year, rolling into 2023, um, is the time where we see price increases in, in a lot of industries. Um, it's definitely the time of the year for stationary companies to move their move their prices up, which we've seen, you know, they've been some drastic movements over the last, what, three, four years, uh-huh. um, I'd say. Like, so it's it's been pretty extreme given world events and supply chains and all the things we've talked about over the past three or four years that are causing these prices to go up in every industry. So, uh, Dan Smith from the Nibsmith sent out a, a couple of notes about some upcoming price increases. Let's hit this pilot North America one first. So, because it affects probably the 74, it's not specific to specific products, but it is, the note is up to 17% on pilot products and up to 25% on Namiki products. What that means for individual products, I, it's unclear yet, right? So, but let's just say, the Custom 74, which, Mike, I just put it at number one in my top five pins between 150 and uh, $200. Uh, it's number one. It moves it from, like, what was it, 165 or so to 187 or 160 to 187 So this, I just wrote up this whole thing raving about the price and the value, and it's, like, one of the best gold nibs out there and it's less expensive and I hasn't seen a price increase in a long time. Um, so what and you're then, saying boom. is you did this. It's my fault. Yeah, this it is, is your literally fault. my fault. So thanks, thanks Brad. <laughs> Rip. So yeah, like I, I, I yeah, it wasn't lining well, up. Does this change your feeling? Like all the stuff that you said, does, does this not. 17% increase change your feeling about it? No. because that's the whole issue with that price point anyway is that everything is getting moved everything that's good in that price point is getting shifted out and we're going to talk about that more specifically in a minute to one that does change my opinion this one does not change my opinion and i don't know for a fact that it's 17 percent on the 74 right we'll find that out coming uh up in 2023 what specific products are impacted the most or the least or not at all but we're let's just assume that that seventeen percent is on probably a pen that uses a gold nib that probably deserves to be increased. Makes well, it one eighty seven. Most popular will get the highest price increase. Yeah, right, so. yeah. So now that just puts it like equally. Now you have to like really decide between that and the p- platinum thirty seven seventy six. Ah, uh, okay. Because the platinum already did their price increase, so now they're like one eighty one eighty nine to one ninety nine. Uh, for just like the basic colors, which is I mean, essentially I what seventy four is. That's that's going to make that decision a lot more complicated. 
Yeah. Like where before the 74 was like almost $30 cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, that, I mean, that's sizable. I mean, that's a sizable percentage yeah. Yeah. cheaper and for an equivalent in my mind pen. You know, they're different, right? They have different people prefer, you know, the way platinum nibs feel over pilot nibs. And, you know, there's a difference, but just from a, a purchasing like idea, they're always in the same category. So would a $30 difference make a difference? Yeah, I think it would. And yeah. now that difference is, is gone. So, uh, we'll see, you know, um, this is just this category, this price category is completely in flux. And I actually think we have a bigger price increase to talk about, um, here in, in just a second after we hear from our good friends over at Squarespace. Yeah. Let's build some suspense. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the only one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell your products, services, even the content that you create, anything with Squarespace. Physical goods, digital goods, doesn't matter. They got you covered. Doesn't matter what type of stuff you want to sell. They have the tools that you need to start selling online, and you can learn about what products work best using Squarespace's fantastic insights. You can see which channels are most effective, where your sales are coming from, and then you can use that data to improve your website, build a marketing strategy based on top keywords and your most popular products. You can really build an actual store, a real business with Squarespace. But you don't have to. If what you want to do is make a blog, they have all of the tools that you want to share your stories, your photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize everything, share stuff, even schedule your posts to make your content work for you. And optimize everything with their built-in SEO tools. You can use the suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. You can take uh, use of all of that and really make your website sing. You can make it so everyone's going to be able to find you, find what you're working on, follow what you're doing, all that kind of stuff. It really is fantastic been using Squarespace for over a decade, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM. Lami 2000 time, Mike. Guess okay. what? Guess what? What? We're we're moving on up the charts here okay. with the uh, the next price increase. Um, so the 2000 has gone through some price increases over the last couple of years, unlike the custom 74 which really mm. didn't move over the past several years which is why it was kind of like an obvious candidate the lamy 2000 only in the past two or three years i think had a price increase um so it's a 249 dollar msrp and this is one where the company just allows for just like the straight 20 percent off street price so like all retailers sell this uh, the Lamy 2000, the standard Lamy 2000, the Macrolon barrel for $199.20, right? So it's this magical price point. We're under $200. So I got to put it in my price pins from uh, $150 to $200. It it stays there. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> like I literally just 
just uh, updated this list a month ago, put the Lamy 2000 in at number three, and now I'm going to have to remove it because the new MSRP is $279, which is about a 12% increase, which makes the new street price $223.20. What do I think of the Lamy 2000 at that price in relation to the conversation we just had about the Custom 74 and being okay with that price increase, it's around the same dollar amount, you know, that 20 to $25 to 20 to $30 more mm-hmm. price increase. The Lamy's going up, you know, $24, $23. This makes it weird now, right? It's those, those numbers that shouldn't matter, you know, from a technical perspective do matter in a marketing and a visual perspective, right? The Lamy 2000 is now $223. Right where the pilot state seventy four stayed at one eighty seven. I so my initial thoughts on this were that stinks. Like mm. I don't like it at this mm-hmm. price as much. My second thought was this is not going to make a dent whatsoever in Lamy two thousands market. So the way Lamy has been working their business over the last few years and we're seeing the proliferation of the pop-up retail stores right the little shops in the big city san francisco new york the way that they are um increasing their brand awareness i don't think they're gonna have any problems selling it for this price I just think where I fall in is that I think my first Lamy 2000 that I bought was $140. So I can't remove that information from my head, right? So I'm looking at it from a different perspective from a lot of people who may be going to buy their first Lamy Safari and, oh, is it a good deal at, at $223? It probably still is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, even though we're we're quickly encroaching, you know, a hundred dollars in the past decade price increase. And it does kind of change my thoughts on, Hey, should this be your first gold nib upgrade pin where it was a pretty clear answer? Not that long ago. Yeah. Like you should really consider this. Then I was like, huh, I need to think about that a little bit more because it still offers something unique in this price point, right? It's a piston filler and it's an interesting material and it's a classic, right? Like the, the style has not gone away. It's what 50 years old now. Everyone loves the Lamy 2000. I love the Lamy 2000. So I don't, I, as much as it stinks, I don't think it's going to change the popularity or the recommendation of the Lamy 2000 all that much, right? Because everything's shifting this direction. So How much did it's you just, say you bought yours for 10 years ago? I want to say 140. I could be wrong. I couldn't find the exact information. Adjusted for inflation, it's $173 in those 10 okay. years. So it's, okay. it's still higher than inflation. Uh, sure. But it's not just inflation, it's market. And I actually think right. that you're right. I think... $223 is still a good price for the Lamy 2000. Right. In, in today's market. Yeah. Like we just have, you know, if you take today's market in a vacuum, it's fine. But we have this information that we can't, you know, get rid of that we have been through 
you know, all these price increases and uh-huh. still have this idea in our head of, hey, like, I only paid this much for this. This is kind of ridiculous, but it, it's it's really kind of not right. Like it's, I think it's okay. Right. As much as like, I don't want any of this stuff to go up. Right. It's inevitable. And if you're telling me the Lamy 2000, it's now $223, you know, right off the shelf. It's probably right. (laughs) You know, like I, I want to eviscerate this, but like there, there's no reason to like, it's a good pen. This is the, you know, the cost of materials, the cost of marketing, the cost of doing business in, in 2022 and 2023. And, God, it seems, uh, yeah, it's, it seems right as much as it, it just kind of stinks because this is always, you know, a, a, a harbinger of what's to come when we see these price cre- increases. Like, it's like, well, this is just, you know, we haven't even started to rip the Band-Aid off yet. We're probably going to see more from all the brands like Sailor. You know, they did that huge price increase, what, two or three years ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. and then had like another small one, like right after that. It's like, man, this yep. is just, it, it's not nonstop. So everything's getting uh, more expensive. Like, yep. The, the resources are more expensive. People are more yep. expensive. Like everything's getting more expensive. And so I, I don't really know how much, choice a lot of comp- these companies will have but then to just right. move in that direction what i keep looking for and what i always keep in the back of my head is just is just like uh, someone who follows the stationary industry is who is going to backfill some of these spots where we're just going to we now have these huge gaps these huge price gaps in the mainline pens right what are we going to get between like 75 and 175 dollars you know i custom makers have have filled a niche in there you know pretty well but like we're probably never getting gold nib pins in that price point again right like when we we used to which it, i mean i that's that's the state of the world like i get that like i'm not complaining necessarily about that but like i haven't seen anything that compelling you know outside of you know pens that are closer to $200 than that are closer to $100, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really want to see can someone make a difference for $125? Right? And I I'm not sure. You know, is it and like is that just, that just going to be a steel nib pen now and like that's it? Which is fine. Like you know I love steel nibs, but like you know what I'm trying to say it's like I think that that era is gone where you could get a sweet gold nib pen for like 125 150 bucks like it's just not really an option anymore like we used to be able to buy pilot custom 91s for like 70 to 90 dollars so it's it's getting to be a tough sell now when you're getting upwards of 200 dollars for your entry-level golden pen but like that's that's just the way this is going so i'm i'm always looking in my mind for this backfill and i i don't see anything yet so we'll see we'll see if someone uh can come up with something interesting um, that's compelling enough for people to spend a uh, hundred dollars less um, than like a gold nib pen is, are they going to find something that's worth it to them? So yeah. we'll see something I keep my eye on. It's something I think about a lot because there's, we're getting this real disparate price points now, mm. right? Mm-hmm. For standard pens and then gold nib pens. Mm-hmm. And there's the a huge, huge chasm in between them is, is the way it's tracking right now. That makes me love, my Lamy Safaris even more, Mike. And I want to talk about this special edition. Um, that's a fun one. And, you know, it's also from Lamy. And Lamy has 
really blown up in the Japanese market over the last five years or so, mm. maybe even longer. Um, you have participated in in Lamy Pokemon collaborations. You're you're still waiting for a rival. It's a, for it's yours. in the UK. I think okay. it's at, I think it might be at home today. It's just so okay. unfortunate that it arrived and I collected. <laughs> nice, nice. So this one is in collaboration with the biggest stationary retailer in Japan, Atoya. And it's called the Lamy Safari Atoya Copper 01. So this was sent to me um, on Instagram. And when you look at this pen, do you like I had some initial thoughts when I saw this. Do you wanna do you wanna give it a go and, and tell me what you see when you see this pen? It's boring. <laughs> I don't it just doesn't do it for me. Okay. So what's weird about this, I, I didn't disagree with you. My initial thought was the exact thought that you had. But as I looked at this more, mm -hmm. what they've done is made some type of combination of the Lamy LX, the Lamy All-Star, and the Lamy Safari into one pen. And I am here for it. And here's why. This is a Safari barrel with almost a metallic finish to it. I want to see this in person. It might just be the lighting on these images. They might have like really highlighted the, the edges, like they turned up the lighting to make this look metallic-y. But one of the reasons I always prefer the Safari over the All-Star is the All-Star has that translucent section. So there's like this visual discrepancy when you're you have this great, like say a magenta All-Star barrel and you have this kind of, you know, gray translucent grip section. I thought this was an all-star when I first saw it because it looks like it's an all-metal and it has the copper-colored clip. I think it's just kind of they combined uh, several of these pins okay. into this pin and they turned it into a safari, which is my favorite, like by a long shot. Um, And I, I, I'm kind of into this, right? It's like a... It's a very modern looking safari instead of the traditional safaris where they've normally saved these colors and these ideas for the All-Star or more specifically the LX. So this is more like an LX safari and I like it. I, I actually genuinely like this a lot. Um, it's $40, so um, fi uh, 5,500 yen, it's currently um, into $40. So. Um, is the current exchange rate. So, you know, it's a premium for a Safari, which are normally about 30, but like that seems, that seems right, right? I don't really, really see anything, you know, too out of line with that. And um, yeah, I am, I want to see someone get this in hand, Jacob, <coughs> Jacob, and takes a real pictures and see if this is more of a flat gray barrel. It that, my My opinion might change, right? If the real imagery of this is not as metallic -y looking that would be my question yeah i'm not so, sure but you know it's a limited edition but it's also at the biggest stationer in japan so i imagine people can get them if they want them like i'm not going to go run and hunt this down like it's it's i don't care that much but mm. um uh it's i it's an interesting design choice and something I haven't seen in the safari lineup before um when over here we're getting hey Let's redo the black and black um, 
clip and white barrel from the 90s and the navy blue barrel and red clip from the 90s here you go uh we went back to lami safari originals yay enjoy that's like that's so boring like come on like this is this is not boring to me even though it's still like a a, a combination of several other products that they're already making in in style wise like in appearance so i'll, I'll be interested to see this one in person so i i i was exactly the same thoughts that you had about this. I was like, what is this? Like this, okay. Like, is this not the Lamy LX? I was like, oh, okay. The more I looked into it, yeah, I'm in. Count me in on the Lamy Safari Atoya Copper 01. I want it. All right, this episode is also brought to you by our friends over Uni Pizza Ovens, the world's number one pizza oven company. Uni Pizza Ovens make surprisingly small ovens powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, or gas to let you make restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. That is because they can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit, 500 degrees Celsius. This lets you cook restaurant quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. This high temperature is what separates these ovens from those that you may find in a regular home. That's why you can get pizzas of this quality in this time. Uni pizza ovens are really easy to use and incredibly portable. They'll fit into any outside space. They have a couple of really, they have a, a whole range of products, but two of their most popular are the, is the Unicoda 16, which can cook up to 16 inch pizzas with an innovative L-shaped burner at the back for even heat distribution, and the Unikaru, which is multi-fueled, so you can choose wood, charcoal, or gas with this model. They start at just $299 of free shipping to the US, UK, and the EU, and Uni Pizza's ovens also make an awesome app so you can help perfect your dough recipe. They give you loads of pizza-making tips, and their store has all of the tools that you're going to need, from cutters to oven tables to an awesome thermometer that I know Brad enjoys, right? The laser thermometer. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, is it is it pizza time at the Dowdy House? <laughs> it's a thousand percent pizza time. And, and first up, before I get into pizza time, 10 years of uni. Can you believe that? That yes. is so awesome. I, I just I just love them so much and and seeing what they're making. But yes, it's it's I mean, is it isn't it always pizza time? Always so, pizza time. But you know, I Brad, I'm really excited because we moved. Did I we talk about mm-hmm. did I talk about this in this show? No. So we've no. moved. We're in a mm-hmm. uh, we were in an apartment before we have a house now, we have a garden. Mm-hmm. And I've got to do some cleanup in the garden, but you know what's going in the garden, baby? Yeah, One of baby. these bad boys, I cannot <laughs> wait. And I'm going to eat pizza every day. <laughs> yeah. I can't like, wait. You really can. So here, uni tip, you can pre-make your dough, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, if you're getting into, like a lot of times we've done unis for parties, right? Like if we'll have people over, everyone gets to make their own pizzas and then I just take them out one at a time, cook them in like, you know, 60 seconds and then bring them back in and like you can still all eat at the same time. But what we'll do ahead of time is like pre-make dough so you can just pull it out anytime. Sometimes you can even freeze it if you're going to keep it for a long time. And that way you could literally have pizza every day because it doesn't take long for the uni pizza oven to heat up. You can have your, your dough already made. So all you got to do is throw on the toppings you want, you know, throw on your sauces, throw on your cheeses, throw on your veggies, throw on your meats, whatever. And you could literally have like a pizza in five minutes. You know, if you just have everything kind of prepped ahead of time, you could throw it together, pop it in the uni and you're good to go and you have an awesome pizza. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's great. They make a, I just went on the website. They make a 16 inch version of the Karu now, the multi fuel mm-hmm. one. Yep. Interesting. 
Yep, yep. So they're great. I obviously love them. The best. And uh, yeah, they're really good. And yeah. 10 years. I'm, I'm still wrapping my head. 10 years huge, well. huge congratulations. They are, if you're not on the uni bandwagon now, I feel like they're. it's been 10 years, but they're just getting started. They are just blowing up. And uh, I really, really appreciate their, their longtime support mm-hmm. of this show. Listeners of this show can get 10% off their purchase of an Uni Pizza oven, which you could save, for example, in the Uni Code of 16, up to $50. Just go to ooni.com and use the code ADDICT2022 at checkout. When you're there, you'll also find a great range of accessories as well, as I mentioned. These things are always popular, especially around the holidays, people buying them as gifts. So if you want one, go now, uni.com, and use the code ADDICT2022 for 10% off. Uni Pizza ovens are the best way to bring restaurant-quality pizza to your own backyard. Our thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for the support of this show and Relay FM. Restock alert, restock alert. We have we have, we have new spoke pens in stock, which has been a long time uh-huh. coming, Mike. So um the spoke pen was my initial collaboration with Brian at uh, Spoke Design to get a barrel for my beloved Unisigno DX refill. And we did a whole Kickstarter campaign. You know, we've had them, you know, in in the inter- intervening years since the Kickstarter in stock. And we had been out of stock mostly for a while because we had been tweaking the design a little bit. Like it's very small, minor tweaks. But we have a bunch of new new models in of the Spoke Pen 2. So we're, it's essentially the same general idea. Still holds the Unisigno DX refill. But as a few design tweaks, we added in like a really bright, fiery orange color, uh, anodization color called Lava, which is a knockout. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are in stock as of yesterday. So a couple little feature changes. The grip um, is a little bit more defined, like the ridges in the grip are a little bit more defined. There's also a, a slight taper at the end of the grip. It helps us with assembly. So you see like a little... Um, barrel highlight in the middle of the pin now where the cap slides onto uh the the edge of the um grip section and just a little different finial shape and design on the top and the bottom of the pin and a slightly shorter clip on there so if you put them side by side the differences are clear you know but from far away it's like it's pretty you know it's just the updated version Mm. of the spoke pin to as we keep manufacturing products we keep on manufacturing and design them better right so we kind of tweak things a little bit to help with either assembly or functionality or durability and things like that so yeah we have have these up now they've been a long time coming right so um they've been a long time coming so i wanted to let everyone know that these are out now and available and uh this is this is the group of colors we have now we'll probably have some more colors next year and we have a lot of other things in the pipeline mike so finally ramping things up and spoke you know how manufacturing goes mike manufacturing is hard but we're uh we're dialed in right now with the Two of our most popular products, the Model 4 Pencil and the Spoke Pen, are uh, are fully formed and in stock. And then, uh, you know, we'll have some, some roadie information coming soon. And then hopefully some uh, new shapes and designs coming in 2023. So, yeah, things are going good over on the Spoke front. So I wanted to mention that. They look great. I love the colorways. Yeah, they're really good, really good. So I have to figure out which one I'm going to steal. I haven't stolen one yet, so I'm always good for, you know, it's really hard having all this inventory laying around and 
you know, not wanting one of each. So I, I limit myself to one. So I'm pretty sure it's going to have to be the orange because I we've like never had that color before. One. It's called I know, Spidey, I know. but it also could be Cap, you know, you could yep. cap it. Yep. You All kinds. Iron Man. You got, do you do Iron Man? I know. So we've done some of the icon fountain pens. You can make into an Iron Man uh, uh, version with the brass parts ooh. that we have to it. And uh, I've done some of those before. So, But yeah, I have to limit myself. So I got to pick one. So I'm probably going to go with orange this time because um, I've, I've used uh, different different ones before. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll decide today because I have to go ship a bunch of them since we launched them yesterday. Um, how are things going in general at Spoke? Good? Now that we have inventory, yeah. Right. Like I love the product so much. So here's here's the little the little inside thing of how I operate. And if y'all have seen me on Twitch or or know, I mean, I've done a, a podcast about pins five hundred and forty two times, chat. So like this is you know, I'm talking not like Twitch now. Um I love pens and pencils so the little things even though like i'm part of this company and i get all the early looks and you know all go through all the design process and you know all the picking of things when the final product lands on my desk and i open the box and i just chuckle like that's how much i love these products good and you know like it sounds fake and phony but like this is like what i do for a reason because I love this stuff right and I'm just like so happy with the style and quality and design like I I just I love this stuff like I you know it's 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 weird to say because I'm part of the company but I, it just makes me smile this stuff's going stuff looks great all the pens and pencils look fantastic and we're both excited Brian and I to do more next year it was a pretty slow year overall for us just on the manufacturing side is slow yeah. Um, so if we can uh, work on that a little bit next year, just to be more consistent, right? So hopefully we'll be more consistent next year throughout the year instead of having these like peaks and valleys. So that's the, on the business side of things. That that was the only issue with 2022. The product is excellent. The management of making things is always up and down. And uh, if you can ever like be really consistent on that, you'll 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 do super well. So that's our goal for next year. To be more consistent. Yep. Yeah, well, I hope it works out. I mean, I, I can tell you 2021, 2022 even, very difficult for me for manufacturing too. Absolutely. Um, it's just like a long-running trickle effect of stuff, right? Like that's exactly. occurring. And just as we were saying before, like trying to find resources is difficult. Trying to find mm-hmm. them at a, de- a decent price seems even more right. difficult. Um, right. So, had the spoke pen been out of stock for a while then? Like the oh yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. I didn't absolutely. That. It's been out of stock for a long time, like six or eight months, like really long. Hmm. And like you're saying, like just about manufacturing, like it's never one single devastating thing. It's death by a thousand paper cuts yes. in manufacturing. Because right? it's like, it's constantly like, oh, this thing's going to take a week longer. Oh, this is mm-hmm. now going to be next week. This is going to be two weeks. And like, well, right. over months, you just accumulate months right. more. Like, it, it, it just yep. seems to go on forever. Yep. Yep. So, good times, good times. So, 2023, the plan is consistency. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Would we'll you say we'll check it's into the this theme this point next year. It would be our theme, spoke theme next year. You know what? You could track that in. 
Mm. What do you got, Mike, for me? Theme system journal. Yeah, boy. It's the time. We just uh, probably... Oh, it's out of stock as well. Not the journal. We just did a special Mark 1. We did a blue okay. one. Did you I see I saw it? that. It's a really great color. We only had like 100 of them because um, mm-hmm. it was a test like to see what what did, what did we think of it and would people like it. It looks mm-hmm. like people liked it, uh, especially mm-hmm. because... So we do this thing with 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 uh, with Cotton Bureau where people can put their email address in right for when a product restocks, and mm-hmm. so people were putting their email address in for the Mark One, but we didn't send out the email when we put out the blue one because it wasn't what people were asking for. If you know what I mean, right? Like yes. they were putting their email in for the black one, um, right. and then so I figured we have more black ones on the way. Uh, hopefully, somebody end of the year or it'll be early next year. So I figured we'll just wait and and send that out then. But I put out the blue one and I put it on Instagram and we sold out of them already like in a couple of days. So nice. now I know we will do more of the blue ones too. So hopefully we'll be able to try and get two of them in stock with, I think we'll probably keep doing it in waves. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. But anyway, you can go get a journal. Uh, we've got tons of these things now, which is good. Uh, that's kind of the plan. I think we pretty much, unless something wild happens, which I'm not expecting, I feel like I've gotten the stock like stuff pretty set for the journal now. Um, Good. But you can go buy one. You can subscribe and, and, and you can go buy one for yourself right now if you want to. Would appreciate it. Uh, it is around that time. The yearly themes episode of Cortex will be out real soon too if you want to learn more about uh, what yearly themes are and why you should have one. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about um, our planning, and and even though I've talked about some of that back in September when all the new 2023 stuff comes out, we'll talk about um, after your episode comes out of Cortex, so either at the end of this year or early in January, we'll talk about our, our stationary usage and how we're using things in relation to things like themes and planning mm-hmm. and journaling for 2023. So we'll definitely that uh, is recap a and revisit that. Good reminder before I wrap up today, just as mm-hmm. a scheduling note. So next week's episode is Brad and a guest. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell you who the guest is? Yeah, it is Mike Rohde of Sketchnoting fame. Also, our very first interview ever on Amazing. the Panatic Podcast, episode 17, Mike. So Jeez. over 500 episodes ago, <laughs> 10 years ten years later, Mike Rohde is still a sketch-noting machine. So we had, I had Mike on. Uh, we recorded our conversation yesterday. It yep. is in the can, as they say. So that'll be uh, next week's episode on the 14th mm-hmm. uh, that will launch. And then uh, what do we got after that? So we're taking the week, uh, the 21st, we're going to be off. Um, mm-hmm. taking a week off for the holidays which we used to do every year but didn't do last year so we could match up episode 500 yeah. <laughs> of our 10 year anniversary uh, nice. and then so me and Brad will be back with a regular episode on the 28th of December yes yep so uh, just one week off in your podcast feeds you know I'll have a great conversation with Mike Rohde next week and mm-hmm. y'all should definitely uh, I know y'all will enjoy that y'all uh, I know a lot of y'all are, are sketchnote fans so uh, that'll be great to revisit the the past decade with Mike and then uh, this Mike and I mm-hmm. will be back in a couple weeks after that and uh, get everything set for 2023 I think it's going to be a big year Mike I'm looking forward to it me too Thank you to StoryWorth, Squarespace, and Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of the show. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com, twitch.tv slash penaddict, where Brad streams three times a week now. 
Yes. Yeah. Three times uh, Tuesday, a week. Wednesday, Thursday. 10 a.m. Eastern ish, yeah. most days. 10 a.m. Right? Eastern ish, correct. Uh, he is Pen Addict on Instagram and Dowdyism on Twitter. I am iMike. I am YKE. Please go to cortexmerch.com and check out our wares. Buy yourself a theme system journal. We'll be back uh, later, <laughs> but the show will be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. <laughs> goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>